Welcome back to the show. This week I talked about Tom Hanks, Upside Down Archery, and Hanson. It was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it too. Here it is. Digging in the crates for something, yeah. Hidden gems often misunderstood. Cause you know there's no such thing as too much. Hello, and thank you for being here for another episode of Miscellaneous Important Stuff. I hope you've had a good week. It was a productive week for me. There were two new episodes of First Quencher that came out yesterday, so I hope you've checked those out. I hope you like them. And there will be two, the final two episodes of First Quencher um, will be coming out next Monday. And then after that, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully I'll do another, either another season of that or another uh, series of something else. I am looking forward to doing more videos that are outside the podcast that are a little more uh, edited, in-depth, creative, but we'll see. I have some ideas. I have worked some more on the studio and I have some spaces ready to shoot new videos. I'm calling them Studio B and C, but we'll see. I don't have any specific plans for them yet, but um, all you can see is what is behind me, but there is a room to my right that has a studio space and there's a closet that has a studio space. So it's, it's uh, for me, it's an, ex- an exciting time. I feel like I finally got things to where they need to be so I can start creating in a way I want to create. So that's exciting. And I hope you will stick with me as I make some of those things. But I have, I think, a good show planned for you today. And let's get right into it. Actual fake news. Now, I think a lot of people have heard this one. A lot of people are probably familiar with this story. You may remember a movie named or called named called Castaway with Tom Hanks from uh, what year was that? 1999, maybe 2000 around that time. And Tom Hanks had that that volleyball that was his best friend while he was he was stuck on this island by himself for four years. And there's that classic scene where I, I don't want to give it away if you haven't seen it. I mean, it's been it's been 20 years, but, um, you know, no spoilers here. But anyway, um, you may also know that Tom Hanks in March, like early on in the pandemic, he and his wife tested positive for uh, COVID-19. And there was this picture circulating uh, where he was holding Wilson, like a Wilson volleyball with the handprint on it, the the castaway volleyball in quarantine. Um, And the story was, well, here, I'll read you the story. Uh, This is also from Snopes. It's one of my favorite websites to be going to currently. The claim is Tom Hanks was given a Wilson volleyball in coronavirus quarantine. On March 11th, 2020, actors Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson announced that they had been diagnosed with COVID-19, the disease caused by the coronavirus spreading around the globe while they were abroad. So they were traveling. Uh, Shortly after the news broke, the satirical outlet, the Batuta, 
Advocate? Batuta. Batuta? I'm probably getting that wrong, but it's fun to say. Batuta Advocate published an quote-unquote update on Hank's condition, writing that the Gold Coast Hospital in Queensland, Australia, had rolled in a Wilson volleyball to keep Hank's company while he was quarantined. Which, all right, so... We all know that we're getting to the, we're, we're going to realize, well, I'm going to read about how this is fake, right? But what a great idea. I feel like that's something I would do. If I was working in a hospital and I found out Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks from Castaway was in my wing, the place I was working, I, I think that's something I would just do. I can't believe nobody's ever done that. This is the first time that idea is coming up. Anyway, moving on, obviously. So that's not true if you didn't already know. Uh, this is not a genuine news article. The Bituda Advocate is an Australian satire website. We could not find a disclaimer in which the Batuta Advocate identifies itself explicitly as a satire website, but it does have some tongue-in-cheek references on its about page. Um, the site claims to have an established have been established in the 1800s and writes that its articles are as authentic as the salt on the sunburnt earth that surrounds us here in Queensland Channel Country. Uh, and the website has published other obviously humorous articles such as local man's financial advisor suggests investing in a diverse lottery ticket portfolio moving forward. Um, let's see, moving down a little further. The New York Times and BBC also identified the website as a site as a satire publication in 2017 and in 2016, respectively, other humorous articles from this website were, were reported as genuine by other news outlets. The biggest giveaway, however, is probably the photograph of Hanks and Wilson, the name of his inanimate co-star from the 2000 film Castaway. So it was 2000. I was right. Look at me. Uh, this picture was not taken in March 2020 when the actor was quarantined in the with the coronavirus, rather, this is a composite image that uses a still from the, a 2015 video showing Hanks reuniting with Wilson at a New York Rangers hockey game. So I guess somebody did have the idea before then. But I don't know if somebody gave him, if maybe he brought Wilson to a hockey game. Or maybe that was part of the thing because he was there. They planned that with the staff. I don't know. I don't know the story behind that. Maybe that's, maybe that's the follow-up. I find out how that happened. But... Yeah, if you look at the two images, they did a decent job photoshopping. They just cut out Tom Hanks and Wilson from this this hockey game and uh, put it over uh, like a hospital background. So I don't know. It's a fun idea. I kind of wish that would have happened, but I'm also not surprised that it's uh, fake. So there you go. I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping it's just such a fun idea. Sorry. I'm stuck on that. I want somebody to do that. And after this came out, I'm surprised somebody didn't do it, but whatever. All right. That is, um, that is it for this edition of actual fake news. Moving right along. Moving right along to other segments. As this this outro plays out. We have some... Uh, I'm going to have two stories for you today. For this next segment. 
Usually I only have one, but I found two that I thought were interesting. And let me see, what do I want to start with? What do I want to start with? Thank you. Thank you, Outro Music, for finishing when you did. So let's let's move on. Let's move on to Internet Stories. Like I said, as I was trying to fill time um, and thinking about it now, I should probably trim down an outro version of fake news. See, this is what you get here. You get me talking to the show and figuring it out as I'm doing it for next week. Next week, I'll do that. Um, so I have two stories. The first one that was shocking in a way and not surprising at all is about men paying to have their bank accounts hacked. Now, I'm familiar with like the, the, what is it? The, I guess like BDSM, like people wanting to be dominated, being submissive and being dominated, but not with, not with money. That one was new to me. So this, let's see, where did, where did I get this from? This is actually a buzz news. This is from Buzzfeed news. Uh, I found it on a list of just bizarre stories, but then they had a separate article that was related or um, dedicated to, to this. Um, So to give you a highlight, if you're not familiar with this world, I guess it's a whole, it's a whole industry at this point. Uh, Most people try to avoid getting hacked, but for some men, it's the goal. Welcome to the world of findums, not fendums or financial domination. Essentially, men give over their information to women and allow them to take money from their accounts, purchase products for themselves online, etc. as a form of submission that they find pleasurable. And it's not simply a few people who do this. There are entire online communities who congregate using hashtags like hashtags like Findom and PayPig. Which I don't know. Like I'm all for like people living the life they want to live. Like do what you want to do. Do what makes you happy. But like I don't know. I'm not. I'm not great with my money, and I definitely don't want to give it to somebody else to 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 use willy nilly. But apparently, it's a uh, it's become more popular uh, for these people, mostly men. And I'm sure most of you are not surprised. Uh, losing control of their digital life is the ultimate turn on. They get off on surrendering their systems to digital domi- dominatrixes who offer the thrill of being hacked, of being owned uh, without the normal repercussions. Is it repercussions or repercussions? Repercussions? It sounds That sounds like fancier and more professional to me. This hacking roleplay is typically a subset of financial domination or fendom, which is basically when one person gives another control of their finances as a form of humiliation. On Twitter, you can find people tweeting hashtags like wallet rape and pay pig or using slang like rinsing as in the way you describe someone losing in the stock market as getting rinsed. One fendom. I hope I'm saying that right. Would it be fendom? Fendom who goes by goddess Jasmine 
explained the allure to me over email. My most famous line is, the sexiest thing about a man is the bulge in his wallet. Oh. Well, I mean, that makes sense from somebody who's trying to make money off of uh, men being financially dominated. I'm sure that's very sexy. Especially if you're looking for money. For fandoms, the exchange can be relatively lucrative. Broadly interviewed an inter- Broadly interviewed a woman who claims to make between $500 and $5,000 a day with computer takeovers. Other people told me they knew of fandoms who had who have brought houses bought houses purely from donations from them. However, one woman goes by Goddess Kendra, an 18-year-old who has been doing this since October. I don't know when this was written, but October of whatever year this was, told me it's not about the money. For her, it's the thrill. Goddess Kendra is blonde and attractive. And when she tweeted to her followers that I planned to interview her, I was flooded with DMs from fans who urged me to submit to her. <laughs> what? What? So it's like, if you're in the community, you like, you're then like a recruiter too? Does that, does that come with it? Are you required to, is it like a, you got to reach a quota? That if you've, <laughs> if, if you're in the community, they expect you to like get 10 other people to be a part of the community. Uh, she herself also sent me DMs telling me I should submit to her. I respectfully declined. That's so weird. It's just like the, the Peter Popoff stuff I was doing, right? Like you you submit like a, a prayer card thinking, I just want somebody to pray for me. I just want some help. I just want uh, some support. And what you get is several letters saying, send us money. You know what? Now that I realize, now that I think about it, I think Peter Popoff is actually in this community. This makes sense. He is one of the Finn Doms. Peter Popoff is a Finn Dom. Asking people for money. Well, really demanding money. Moving on. Why would anyone get off on having someone else access their computer? Quote, I think they like the thrill of having women have complete power over their private information. A dumb. I'm going to say it both ways, since I'm not totally sure. Who wishes to remain anonymous explained to me, with one click of a mouse, you can access emails, photos, bank accounts, PayPal. That's terrifying. They're literally just watching as you take their money right in front of their eyes, and there's nothing they can do about it. And there's more to it than the money. I've gone through photo albums and emails and his social media messages, and they like the thrill of threatened blackmail and exposure. I do not understand that thrill. That is something I am scared of. Oh, but while the anonymous Finn Dom says she may threaten to make his embarrassing private photos public, she won't actually go through with it. But she might, right? Like, isn't that part of it? Like, she could if she wanted to. It's just role-playing uh, of hacking with all the terrible feelings of anxiety and dread and none of the lasting consequences. You don't have to lock down your credit or get a new social security number. I don't know. I think I would after I was done with it. 
especially if you're watching it as it happens. One Twitter fandom, Miss Miss NYC bitch says men love it when she takes over their computers with Team Viewer. They beg me to destroy them, take their photos, their finances, exploit them. It's their fantasy to be destroyed by a hot and powerful woman. She explained over Twitter DM. Quote, they have this desire or fantasy to be wrecked by a woman. Destroyed financially. They worship powerful women. So if I have taken over their personal computer, this is the ultimate sign of power. She also explains that it is also it is always consensual. And the hacking aspect is merely role play, not actually harmful. I don't know. I don't like being yelled at. I'm not a big fan of confrontation. I don't want... Uh, I definitely don't want people taking control over my things. Maybe I just have control issues. That could be a whole other thing. These people need to like maybe get some control. Even though the men want to participate in this, as you might expect, a desire to give away your money as a way of sexual relief can be problematic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. One man who goes by, I'm not even going to say his name because I don't want to call him out. But he's got a, a, a handle with pig in it. Told me that last year he made over $75,000 but saw none of it since he gave so much away to Finn Doms. That's where it gets sad for me. Because I guess it is like an addiction, right? Well, yeah, right here. Another Findom submissive named Joshua says he feels the same addictive rush. But, it, but that it's harmless. The rush of spending money on beautiful women is like a high I've never experienced before. What? But you're not even, what are you getting from it, really? Spending money, and you're not even spending money on them. They're spending money on themselves, and you're just watching them. Like money that you earned. I don't know. Sounds really awful. People say I'm getting taken advantage of, but that's not true. I believe women are superior, and men should always make a woman he is interested in happy no matter what. I can afford it, so why not? I don't know. It sounds like some of these can't afford it. This guy made $75,000 last year, the other guy, and saw none of it. Oh. Anyway, I mean, live your life, you know? I, I'm not doing it. At their core, financial domination and computer takeovers are the same as the more familiar Fifty Shades of Grey type sexuality that in the year 2016 uh, isn't particularly surprising or even unusual. They share the same concepts of submission and trust, just perhaps with a higher price tag. Yeah, God, I don't, man. I, ugh. Ugh. $75,000. Like, imagine that. I don't know. I guess if you have millions, then no big deal. But anyway, I'm going to link, I'll link the article if you're interested in finding out more or if you want to join the community. I'm sure the, uh, the author can hook you up. He knows, uh, he has like a, direct route to this these sources but let me move on to a uh well a, a happier story i guess or a positive story and this is about a child archer but not just that one that hung upside down and fired 111 arrows in just over 13 minutes so this is from uh, Ripley's, believe it or not. 
the article says, fire away. Five-year-old, five-year-old, five-year-old Indian archer star P. Sanjana. Sanjana. I'm, I'm going to get everyone's name and words wrong today. Rapid fired 111 arrows in just over 13 minutes while suspended upside down. After training for an entire year, the, uh-oh, Chen, Chennai? I'm so sorry. Chen, Chennai girl finally got to show off her most daring stunt yet at an event celebrating Indian Independence Day. Flipped upside down and suspended 20 feet above a wooden platform and if you watch the video i mean this thing is it you know what it stays where it needs to stay but it, it i'm i'm sorry it doesn't look well built it's uh you know when i was in boy scouts we built a platform for zip lining still can't believe we did it still can't believe it was legal put that at the uh what was it camporee or there was some like a scout fair Built this huge 30-foot tower out of just like these, uh, what do you call them? Wood, uh, beams, posts. They were like, you know, like a, a round cylindrical post. But they were like trees, basically just tree posts. And from that, with just rope and that wood, we built a tower. And people climbed that tower. And they ziplined off of it, which seems very dangerous. At, at the very least, not up to code. But that's what this tower reminded me of. Suspended 20 feet. Yeah, so very similar. Just a wooden wooden platform that they built with like some rope. And then she's suspended from like another thing that's just made out of wood and rope. Like hung by her feet. Uh, and it's a five-year-old. Flipped upside down and suspended 20 feet above a wooden platform. Sanjana shot 111 arrows at a target 8 meters away. That's over 26 feet. To prepare for this feat, Sanjana trained both physically and mentally practicing headstand yoga to adjust to the rush of blood towards her head. Sanjana has been competing in archery when she was only two years old, has won several awards, and has been setting records ever since. I just don't understand why that that record and I don't even I think they were gonna submit it to Guinness Book of World Records, but I don't I don't understand why that that's a record. Like what's I guess upside down is more difficult, but it wasn't even about hitting bullseyes, I think. She just hit the target, which good on her, but whose idea was that? She's five. I'm assuming it wasn't her idea. Like, maybe start with some, like, just standing up straight records first. You know, it's a lot of work to build a tower to hang upside down from. A lot of danger. And also... Real question, is is 111 arrows a lot in 13 minutes? I don't know. They're like, There's no frame of reference for anybody here. You know? Maybe it's very, very, very impressive, but a bigger deal to me here is that she's five years old. And they... Would anybody else... Would any, would any parent out there hang their child upside down from a 20-foot tower and then let them fire arrows? Not a parent, but I'm assuming no. But please let me know. Let me know in the comments. Send me an email. Would you do it? Do you have a five year old? What would you do with that five year old? Is this just an instance of uh, people wanting their kids to be stars? I don't know. Or is this five year old just uh, 
just in love with archery. I I really don't know. I'm gonna link that video though. I'll probably play it over top of it this as I talk. But there you go. That's a that's a that's a short and simple one. That's probably why I had two today. But um check it out. Maybe try to break that record yourself. All right, so we are moving on to the last segment of today. For this for this week, for the miscellaneous important thing of the week, I have something very special to me. <laughs> and maybe to, to anybody out there who's like similar in age. I am 33 now. And uh, you know, so I grew up in the 90s. And if you grew up in the 90s, then you would recognize the people that that did this hit. Oh no. Sorry, I didn't have my I didn't have my audio set up for this. <laughs> but here, I'll put I'll, I'll this is where I'll do some editing, all right? So if you grew up in starting over, taking it back. If you grew up in the 90s, then you will recognize the people that were that were responsible for this hit. Hansen Hanson. They are probably most well-known for Mbop. When it comes to music, the 90s, and this is from, uh, what is this from? Wikipedia? No, this part's not from Wikipedia. This, what I'm reading now is from throwbacks.com. Um, when it comes to music, the 90s gave us a lot of gems, but none of them has defined an era as much as Mbop did. By the way, Mbop is not what I'm talking about. I'm just giving you a little backstory on Hanson. Everyone who's lived through the 90s knows exactly where the quasi-gibberish word came from and has definitely sung along to it. The band behind the hit song, Hanson, was formed in 1992, but it wasn't until they dropped their debut single in 1996 that they became worldwide sensations. Which, one thing that's interesting about that, so I live in Oklahoma. I live in Oklahoma City. I moved here when I was 10 or 11. Started uh, fifth grade here. When I was in fifth grade, started making friends. One of my friends told me that the year before, the year before we got there, Hanson performed at their, like one of their assemblies because they weren't that big yet. You know, I moved here in 97. So like 96, when this stuff was like sort of happening, but they weren't huge yet, they were performing at elementary schools, which is crazy. But I mean, they are from, they're from Tulsa. Tulsa, Oklahoma. So it's not that surprising, but still to know that they blew up like they did. And then the year before that, they were performing at a, a small elementary school. Like how cool is that? I'm just mad. I missed it. Uh, so for the younger audience composed of brothers, Isaac Taylor and Zach Hansen went on to sell over 16 million records worldwide and steal even more teenage hearts along the way. Although their subsequent releases never peaked as much as the first album middle of nowhere Hansen continued to hold a very special place in the 90s kids' hearts. Um, and here's just some facts. Here's some facts, and then I'm going to get to like the specific Hansen memorabilia that is the mid of the week. Um, Mbop almost 
has almost 100, well, the music video has almost 100 million views on YouTube. Uh, Middle of Nowhere, Nowhere, the album I was just referencing, was released in the US on May 6, 1997, selling 10 million copies worldwide. May 6 was declared Hanson Day in Tulsa by Oklahoma's then governor, Frank Keating. Although Hanson Day was originally intended to be a one-time occurrence, many Hanson fans all over the world still recognize May 6 as Hanson Day every year. Those facts are from Wikipedia, so, you know, take them as you want. I believe they're true. Uh, and then back to throwbacks.com. Mbop originally sounded different. The upbeat and catchy song that we've all grown to love didn't always sound like that. The Hanson Brothers explained to Vulture that the original version started slow. So this is like the Oneaters. If you uh, uh, if you ever seen that thing you do, the movie, it's like it's the exact same thing, or similar. Where it was like it's supposed to be a ballad, and it turned into a rock song, which I love. And now as I'm reading this, part of me hopes that that movie is based off this Hanson song, but I don't know. I've never read that. Uh, and it wasn't until later studio sessions that the song took on a new life to become what the single what the single the band is best known for the boys also revealed that the hit also had a much deeper and darker meaning than most people realize i think a lot of people did not realize that mbop is a darker song and that makes sense but hopefully over time the staying power of that song is about the fact uh, that it's more than it looks like at first glance the hook is what gets you in but what's below is what keeps you there. That was a quote, but I don't know who that was from. Probably one of the brothers. Also, this this should be obvious, but uh, people sing the chorus wrong. The chorus may sound like gibberish, but Hanson begs to differ. In fact, they claim everyone has been singing this song wrong since 1997. And they, be, they even demonstrated how it should be sung by belting out the hook during an interview on Kyle and Jackie O in the morning, wherever that's at. Here are the right lyrics. Mbop, ba duba dop, ba do bop, ba duba dop, ba do bop, ba duba dop, ba do, yay, yeah, or yeah. Mbop, ba duba dop, ba do bop, ba duba dop, ba do bop, ba do dop, ba do, yeah. Which I think I got that right. Too many people put in put a WAP in there, which what happens is people go to sing that song and they start making it up as if it's nonsense, but it's actually a repetitive part. First of all, it, it is nonsense though, is it not? Like, yeah, maybe they're putting like WAP instead of DOP, but the song, I mean, that part is still nonsense, right? Is there, is there, those aren't words. It is repetitive, but it's, it's nonsense, right? That's what Zach explained, that it's just, it's it's a repetitive part. Yeah, but it's also nonsense, Zach. I mean, I love it. I love this song. I love Mbop, but anyway, I, I get the chorus right. I don't know about you guys. Uh, also, they started a beer line, which I don't know if a lot of people know. We get that beer here in Oklahoma because it is in Tulsa, but the Hanson Brothers started uh, a craft beer. They're... This is written weird. They are craft beer enthusiasts, so they turn their passion into business by starting their own beer line called, wait for it, Mm Hops. Great name. 
great name. I'm all I'm 100 behind it. The beer is described as smooth-bodied pale ale crafted with rich malt and a signature blend of hops with 7.5 percent alcohol. Uh, they also started a music festival, uh, the Hop Jam. Oklahoma's largest craft beer music festival. The annual late spring event features over 200 varieties of craft beer and free all ages concerts from many different artists. Past festivals have featured artists like Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, Congos, X Ambassadors, and of course, Hanson. Uh, they each walk a mile before every show, which that was new to me. Since 2007, Hanson has been leading an initiative called Take the Walk. The brothers walk a mile barefoot before the shows to raise money and awareness for poverty and AIDS in Africa. These guys... They just keep surprising me in the best ways. The band donates a dollar for every fan that shows up to walk with them. So far, 67,729 miles have been walked in cities all over the world. Hard to believe that the brotherly trio have been around for a quarter of a century. I can still picture their baby faces and flowing blonde locks as they goofed around the streets of LA in their debut video. Yeah, it's crazy that it's been that long. They're still making music and good for them, seriously. Because they could have easily just been like this one hit wonder and i guess you could say they were in a way because they haven't had that same success but i don't know that that they would want it either i mean if you were around for like that handsome mania i mean it was insane like just mobs of people being just i'm like chased down the street and like they couldn't go anywhere they were they were so famous so famous it was crazy i remember that and I wanted to be like Zach. I want to play the drums. And, you know, I had my my dad's old drum set set up in my room. And it was just like, God, they, they were cool. And I think Zach was around my age. So it's like they were also, you know, they were relatable to me. They were singing songs that maybe if I listened to the lyrics now, I'd be like, what, what is, why, why? But then they were, you know, they meant something to me. So there's the nostalgia factor too. Um but the reason I brought them up, I mean, Hanson alone can just be a miscellaneous important thing of the week. And I think if you haven't heard the music, you, sh- you should look at, listen to Middle of Nowhere. It's pretty good. I might listen to it. But I found another one of their albums. It was a Christmas album that I had on cassette. It was uh, Hanson, Snowed In. And uh, they got some good Christmas hits on here. Ones that I still, you know, will hear and like really jam out to but it was around that same time like 97 when they were like really you know on top of everything i want to see if i can read the year here i believe it was 97 though but yeah i just love that i had the cassette it's one thing that i i loved about that entire just that time period and music that's kind of going away now where you get these like this inside artwork with all the lyrics and like pictures and you know sometimes studio stuff and it's just you know it's something to look at and read while you're listening to the album and it's just it's something that doesn't happen a lot anymore not as much and in some ways it's coming back but you know that was the fun part about buying a cd or buying a cassette buying an album that you got you got the the artwork you got the the this other creative stuff in it and um so that's why i've kept this tape although the cassette's not in it and i'm not sure where it's at but just having the case that 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 was important to me so anyway if you haven't checked out hansen if you don't even know who hansen is 
listen to their music. Give it a shot. Listen to Snowed In. Christmas is coming up. Christmas music is going to start soon, right? Like two months, depending on who you are. Some people are already listening to it. Um, I think that's it, though. Let's see into my Hanson rant. Let's see into my Hanson facts. But, man, what a great time in history. It's a good year. 96, 97, good years. So, anyway, that's it for this week. If you like this episode, please let me know. If you hated this episode, please let me know. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, please let me know. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next week.